Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Second Timothy, we'll begin reading at verse number one. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience. As night and day, I constantly remember you in what, everybody? In my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere what, everybody? Which first lived in who? Your grandmother. Your grandmother, notice that. Your grandmother Lois. And then also who, everybody? Your mother mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives where? In you also. Would you do me a favor? Would you just hold your hands out like this? Would you bow your heads and would you repeat this prayer after me? Dear God, God, I'm here today. today. I open my mind mind and my heart. heart. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Spirit. In Jesus' name. name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated, everybody. Mm -mm -mm. I've so looked forward to talking to you today. It was one of those mornings where I almost called you at 4.30. I I tell you, I just love it. I just couldn't wait. We're talking about grandparents today and parents and everything that I talk about today, for those of you that are watching online and in the room, is that will be applicable to everybody's life. I don't know. I asked Rhonda, we started talking about this, and it was so good to see her up here singing today. Wasn't it, everybody? Yes. I asked her, I said, Rhonda, what are, some st- what are some things that you remember, some things that your grandparents said? And she immediately went to her grandfather, called him Papa. She said, I remember my Papa used to look at me when I was a little girl and says, he would say, honey, you look just like your Papa. And she said, she said I'd go home and cry. <laughs> she said, I didn't know, the little girl didn't know, and I thought, oh, I look like that. Then she said, another thing that he would say, close the refrigerator. (laughs) I was thinking about uh, my grandparents and uh, my grandfather, the things that he would say. And he'd say, ain't it the truth? He would always say that, ain't it the truth? Just like that. My grandmother would say, I'm going to whip your butt. Always, she was always saying that. And she did it. She did it. Today I want to talk to you about how to be a godly influence. And let me just tell you something. I don't know the life that any of you are living in this room or walking online, but you can be a godly influence. It's a choice. Amen? And so today, there's five words that I want you to remember. And I hope that you remember them the rest of your life. 
And they're coming up on the screen, and I want you to say them with me. Let's say them. You ready? I am a godly influence. Let's say it again. I am a godly influence. I'm a person who believes in daily decorations, declaring who you are. If you don't tell yourself who you are, everybody else will try to tell you who you are. And I think every day that you get up, you ought to look in the mirror and say, I am a godly influence. Because you can influence people for God. You can. It doesn't take a whole lot in this world. There's everybody else is doing so much wrong. If you do just a little right, then people notice you. Amen? So I want to give you five things today, and i got to move rather quickly because I've got a three-hour message I'm going to give you in about 25 minutes. <laughs> the first thing I want to tell you, if we're going to be a godly influence, the first thing is that you need to share your testimony. You need to share your testimony. Look what Paul said to his son in the Lord, Timothy. He said this. He said, even though... What's those next three words, everybody? Would you circle those words? Because every one of us, I once was. I once was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a violent man. I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. What was he saying? He was saying, all God's people have messed up. All God's people have messed up. Many of you sitting here to say, said, I can't be a godly influence because I caused my divorce. I was on drugs. I was controlled by anger. I was a hot mess. That describes most people in this room. Amen. Some even said, you know, I was confused about my sexual identity. I once was, but God. Amen. I just want you to know you're not in, you're not in a, a bad company because there's people in the Bible that I just want to tell you about them that's in the Bible that we read about. We read about Moses who was a murderer. Rahab was a prostitute. And God used her. Amen, everybody. And then we hit David was an adulterer. Jacob was a deceiver. Thomas was a doubter. Peter was a coward. And Paul was a persecutor. So what I want to tell you today is this, is that God uses grandmas and grandpas that have been messed up. He used moms and dads that are not perfect. And he uses us because we're willing to admit it. And your kids need to know that you have messed up. Let me tell you something. If you, want to imp if you want to try to impress people, well, you can tell them about your successes. But if you want to impact people, you tell them about your failures. Yeah. Amen, everybody. Some of you, the best thing you do is sit down with your grandkids and your kids. And when that time comes and when they're age appropriate, don't tell a five-year-old about you sleeping around. But there's a time that they're going to have a struggle that you had a struggle with. And you need to say, I once was. And it hurt me when I did this. I'm telling you, it's the power that you have with your testimony. You see, you got to remember, we went through the test and you went through the money. <laughs> now, you went through the test, now you got the money. That's right. Some of you got the alimony. All right. <laughs> 
I don't know where they come from, but anyways, they come out. The reason that we push groups here at our church so much, and if you, listen, inside of your program, there's opportunities to sign up for group one because you get strength from people's testimony. And that's what I love about groups is no matter, every time we have groups, I love getting in groups because I find somebody shares their testimony. And it always encourages me to hear what God brought them through. You need to be in a group. You need to be in a group. So I hope that you'll sign up and Father, you just, on the back of your connection card, you can sign up. We've got about 60 groups that you can choose from. Okay, remember our five words, everybody? I am a godly influence. Okay, let's say it again. I am a godly influence. What are you, everybody? You're a godly influence. That's what you are. Number two is this. Number two is let them know that you are praying for them. Your kids need to know this. Your grandkids need to know this. Your kids need to know this. And your friends need to know this. Look what Paul said to Timothy. He said, I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience as night and what, everybody? Day. I constantly remember you in what? In my prayers. In my prayers. You may be asking, what's the best thing that I can do for my child or grandchild? I'll tell you what it is, is you pray for them. That's the best thing that you can do is pray for them. And you know, the next best thing that you can do is let them know that you prayed for them. Amen, everybody? It's one thing for somebody to say, hey, I prayed for you, but it's another thing to get a phone call or a text message or a note in the mail that says, I just want you to know I have covered you in prayer. Man, it does something for you. You know, I... um, I have a lot of people that it's on my prayer list from, from community leaders to pastors to college students that I pray for. And I text them, let them know I prayed for them. And you know what, I, as I was preparing this message, what I realized where I had failed at was this, is that Rhonda and I pray for our kids every night, but I don't text them every week to let them know that I prayed for them or I don't call them. I talk to them, but I don't tell them I prayed for them. I want you to know that's gonna change after this message. My own kids need to know whether they want to hear it or not that daddy has prayed for them. Amen? Amen. I can send that text and they don't have to reply at all. That's okay. I know they got it. They might try to act like they didn't get it, but I know they got it. Amen? So today, I want to encourage you. Let them know that you prayed for them. It matters. Amen, everybody? Because what I want you to know is that if we don't pray for them, they won't, have a pray- they won't have a prayer. They won't have a snowball chance in Miami. Amen? Amen? If we don't pray, they won't have a prayer. It takes prayer. That's why, that's why we believe we're a church. That, we're a praying church, everybody. We believe in the power of prayer. We believe that's why we gathered at all of our schools before they started, the Saturday before they started, and we combated the devil head on, and we rebuked every spirit that caused division in our schools and and any harm that the enemy had planned against our schools. We rebuked it in Jesus' name. We bound it up, amen? And we released the Spirit of God. And that's why all of our administrators said this was the best school year start they ever had. Why? Because God went first. Amen, everybody. 
We decided instead of saying somebody ought to do something, we decided we would do what we could do. And when we do what we can do, we pray God does what he can do. Calm down, Jeff. Calm down. Okay. Mm, 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 mm. The greatest thing you can do as a grandparent is get on your knees for your grandchild. You say, Pastor, I've been praying for him for years. Don't stop. Well, it didn't seem like it's working. Don't stop. Because you don't know the day that your prayer is going to, the movement of God, God's already working. You just don't know the day that you're going to see the work. He's working. And by the way, I think we ought to pray for our schools again next year, don't you? So why don't, why don't you just go ahead and write the date down, the 27th of July, 2024. Make sure you don't plan vacation that week. No, my kid can't play soccer that week. They can't play ball that week because I'm going to be praying. For, amen? July 20th. Write it down, July 27th, 2024. So I have a next step for you. On the, your connection card here, it says, I will let my child or grandchild know that I have prayed for them. When you check that box, we're going to pray. For you that God will remind you to do that. Okay. Remember what we're saying. Remember our five words, everybody. I am a godly influence. Let's say it again, everybody. I am a godly influence. Everybody in this room and those watching online. Number three, have honest conversations with them. Here are a few conversations that the Apostle Paul had with his son in the Lord, Timothy. He said this in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of who, everybody? Our Lord. Lord, Nor of me. (laughs) Sometimes we have to tell our kids that. Nor me as prisoner, but share with me in the suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. He was saying, listen, don't be ashamed of the Lord. Hard conversation. Here's another hard conversation he had. He said, flee also, what everybody? What's those next two words? What are they? Youthful lust. But pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. What was he saying? He's saying, Timothy, son, your hormones are going to go crazy. And you're going to go through this time to where, boy, you're going to want to look at you what you should not look at. And you're going to want to touch what you should not touch. And you're going to want to do all this stuff. And it's, your body's craving that. But I'm telling you, son, don't just pray about it and say, oh, God, help me. I'm telling you to do more than that. Run, boy, run. Get out of there. Don't don't pray about pornography. Oh, God, help me. No, run from it. You know how you run from pornography is that you make sure you got accountability on your phone. A person that has to sleep with their phone's got a problem. Okay, that's all right. Matter of fact, I think marriages would get better if we could quit sleeping with our phone. Okay, that's all right. Hard conversations. Accountability. 
You know, I think he said, Timothy, you know, some, some people are, and let me just tell you something, youthful lust never goes away. <laughs> you can be 80 and still have youthful lust. The mind doesn't get old. I'm talking to grandparents now. Timothy, there's going to some people going to say, well, let's just go have a drink together. Let me tell you something, Timothy. I've never seen anybody's morals go up when alcohol goes in. So when the, that guy or that girl said, let's just go have a few drinks and we'll talk. Sorry, let's do our talking without the drinking. I might lose my self-control and you might lose your self-control and before you know it, we'll have a baby in a baby carriage. Okay, that's all right. He goes on here. Look what he says. A hard conversation. 1 Timothy 6 and 10. Is, For the love of money is what, everybody? root of all kinds of evil. Now, he didn't say money's evil. Thank God for people that have money that know how to use it for God's kingdom. Amen? Amen? The devil is scared to death of a person who, who loves God and uses it for God's kingdom. He's scared to death, that person. He goes on to say this. Some people are eager for money and have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. That is so true. Paul was telling Timothy that if you don't get your dollars right, it's very easy to get messed up in the ways of the world. And everybody that's chased the dollars in the end have ended up miserable with many griefs. And what he's trying to say is he's trying to say, son, grandson, daughter, granddaughter, I'm just trying to tell you today that that doesn't work. I don't want you to hurt. I want to say thank you to Stockbridge Community because let me tell you something. We got the most generous church in the whole world. You're so generous. The way that we're able to do all the great things that we do. You know, right now I talk about it. There's a team that's going to Honduras because of your generosity. Do you know what? There, there's teams right now that are out on the street. I got a, an email again today from our the guy that's uh, with the City of Refuge, uh, they've got a task force that's helping the police officer rescue these young people in, in sex trafficking. Your dollars are there. Your dollars are there. You know, there's women that, that they feel like they don't have any option but to abort their baby, but because we support Bridge Wellness, which is a crisis pregnancy center for a lady that wants to come in and talk to them, there's another option. I want you to know that this year, I think they saved about 80 babies because of your generosity. I just want to tell you that, listen, get, get you know, you gotta, when you get your dollars right, what he's trying to tell Timothy, when you get your dollars right and you use your dollars for good, it's amazing what God will do for you. Amen, Amen everybody. Amen. Amen. He, what he'll do for you. You know, when I'm generous with what God has given me, it's amazing how God gives me more. And let me just tell you something. He was saying, Timothy, don't say if I had a million dollars, I'd be generous. He said, be generous with what you got. Amen, everybody. Okay, let's move on. I can tell you're ready to. 
Let's say our five words again. You ready? I am a godly influence. Yes, you are. Number four is this, is believe in them. Believe in them. Are you ready for a joke? All right. I got a preference because somebody's going to get mad at me when I say it. I know they are. Well, you know, uh, the Alabama coach Nick Saban. <laughs> I know it. Was with one of his star football players because he had, he had failed his math class. And he, ha he said, listen, you know, if you're failing your class, you can't play. And we need you on the team. You can't play. So in the locker room, there in front of all the other team, he said, I, I'm going to just ask you one question, all right? If you get this question right, then you can play. He said, son, what's two plus two? And the football player thought, and he thought, and he thought. It's Alabama, people. <laughs> Finally, the football player shouted out, four. The rest of the football team said, coach, give him another try. <laughs> Okay, for your neighbor that didn't get that, the football team didn't know the answer either, right? I don't know how much Nick Saban believed in that, but Paul believed in Timothy. Here it is. Second Timothy 1 and 5, Louis said, I am reminded of your what, everybody? Sincere faith. Why don't you circle that? Which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice. And look what he says. I am persuaded now lives where, everybody? And you also. Paul saw the gift in him, and he didn't just see it. He told him he saw it in him. He called it out of him. Paul spoke to the gift. Grandparents, let me talk to you a second. Always look for the gift of God in your grandchild. Look for it. You call out the good in them. Call out the good. Moms and dads, call out the good. If you have a friend, call out the good in them. Call out the good in them. The Bible says this in Romans 12, 21. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by what, everybody? That's why we're a church that believes in doing good. I see many of you got your do good t-shirts on today. Doing good. Doing good. I want to say this to you that when we... When we look for the good and we keep pointing out the good in them, it changes them. You see, I think our world is too far gone in nagging and not enough bragging. We nag and nag, nag, nag. Let me tell you something. The nagging doesn't change anybody. It aggravates everybody. But it's amazing when you see something good and you begin to brag on that good. It changes them. There's four powerful letters in the alphabet that you need to know and be aware of. And these letters are I-C-N-U. When you tell your child or grandchild, you say, I see good in you. I see it in you. 
You're good. You're good at you're good at English. You're good at writing. You're good at sports. You're good at this. You're good at that. And just look at what they're good at. And you you keep calling it out of. It's amazing how it comes out. I was talking to some teachers uh, here a, a couple of months ago. And I said, you know what? I thank God for every person that's at a school, a principal to the custodian, because every one of them touched my life. I was one of those kids that spent a lot of time outside the classroom. <laughs> I was in the principal's office, and he would say, son, now listen, I see some, there's good in you. Teachers would tell me now, you know, you're acting crazy, but I see some good in you. When I was sitting outside the door waiting on my punishment to come, the custodian pushing the broom down the hallway would stop, put their hand on my shoulder and say, son, there's good in you. I see good in you. I thank God for the people in my life that saw the good in me when I didn't see any good in me. And there's always people trying to call out the bad in everybody, amen? They want to see the bad. They try to get you to do the bad. But it takes a godly influence to say, I see that in you. I see good in you. I see God's working in you. I see God's hands on you. I see the blessing of God's on you. You got God in you, and there's good in you. And don't let anybody else tell you differently, amen? Amen. Mm, 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 mm. So why don't we today... All take a step for the good. On the back of this connection card it says, I will call out the good in others. Why don't you do that? Maybe tomorrow when you go to your work, maybe you just talk to your employer and just tell the good that you see in them. Maybe you tell that coworker, maybe you tell that classmate walking down the hallway the good that you see in them on that college campus as well. Okay. Remember our five words everybody was saying? I am a godly influence. Yes, you are. The last one is this, assure them of your love. Paul actually started his letter to Timothy this way. He said, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son. I love the way the King James says that. This means my deepest love. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me tell you something, something that I wish I would have learned earlier. I did not, so I want to tell you now, learn from my mistakes with children, is that, you know, there has to be a good connection before you can give direction. Without a love connection, without them feeling that you love them, they don't listen to anything you say. Oh, they may listen, you know, say, okay, okay, I got it to get you to shut up, but they didn't hear anything you said. Today, I want to challenge you to love. The greatest thing you can do is listen. If you'll listen when they're five years old, maybe they'll listen to you when they're 15 years old. When they feel that, that everybody's so busy and nobody has time to listen. You say, well, Pastor Jeff, I'm trying to listen to my kids. And I'll say, how was your day at school? And they'll say, good. And they won't say nothing else. How do, I, how do I get them to talk? Here's how you do it. You just say, tell me more. And shut up. Put the shut to the up. <laughs> and listen. 
Tell me more and listen. Here's another trick that they don't know. Is when they say the last statement, they say, it was okay. You say, okay? As soon as you say that, they're going to have to respond. It's just the way it works. It's human nature. You try it on somebody after church, you try it on them. Just say the last statement they say and watch. They'll start talking again. Now, I don't know how you get them to stop talking. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> it's so important that they know that we love them. Let me tell you something. You know when your grandparents love you and when your parents love you. And they need to know. And one of the ways they know is when you listen to them. It was 2015. It was a game with the Georgia Bulldogs was playing Missouri. And it was, a, it was a battle. Matter of fact, it had been a tough game. And they had, Georgia had driven the ball down to within about the 30-yard line, but time was running out. And they could try to go for it for a touchdown or kick a field goal. And the field goal kicker was uh, Morgan Mitchell. Hold on, I got to get his name right because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, somebody will text me, email me. Marshall Morgan. There we go, yes, Marshall Morgan. Oh, I'll get hate mail. I know I will. You know, Alabama's bad, but when you, when you say something bad about Georgia, it's over. Marshall Morgan. And he had missed a field goal that day already. And so before he went out on the field, Mark Rick went over there. He called a timeout and... He went over there and called Morgan to the sideline. And he said, son, he said, I want you to know something. I'm going to ask you to go out here and kick this field goal. But when you go out there, I want you to know this. Whether you make that field goal or not, when you come back to the sideline, I'm still going to love you. Marshall Morgan made that field goal. I just want you to know that some of your kids and grandkids have missed some field goals. And they're wondering today, does my grandparents still love me? Does my parents still love me? I know I disappointed them. I know, I, I know I've let them down. But do they still love me? And hopefully... Somehow after today <clears throat> that you're going to reassure them of your love for them. The last verse that we have in the Bible is John 8 and 12. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The person who follows me will never live in what, everybody? But we'll have the light that does what? Give life. As your friend, I want to tell you something. Everything that you're looking for is found in following Jesus. Every other path leads to more darkness. It feels good in the moment, but it ends up bad. But when you follow Jesus, you step into the light. And all of a sudden, he begins to shine light on the path before you. And before you know it, your life that was here, all of a sudden is here. 
And as you keep following, it keeps going up, going up, and going up. Doesn't mean you don't have time, a little setbacks, but it bounces back. When you don't follow Jesus, you have no hope, and it stays down, and everything else you try to get you up only lets you down more. So today, that's why I'm going to offer you an, an opportunity that can change your life. It changed mine. when I accepted that God loves me no matter what and that he's for me and not against me. And I asked him to come in and be my savior. I didn't understand that because I'm like, how can a man enter my body again? He can't, but his spirit, like the wind, you can't see it, the spirit. When you ask him in, it comes in and he does something inside of you. And today on this day, this grandparents day I want to offer you that opportunity so I'm going to ask everybody in the room to say this prayer with me out loud and we're going to support it the people in this room that have never prayed that prayer and meant it so as we're praying it you're going to say it out loud as well and if you believe it in your heart and you mean it today Jesus is going to move in and he's going to change your life amen everybody would you bow your heads and would you say this prayer with me Dear God, I need you. Jesus, I invite you in. Come into my life. Save me. Forgive me. Help me to do your will. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all the people that have prayed that prayer? Hallelujah. For those of you that have prayed the prayer today in this room and online, please use your digital, digital card online. Check the box that says, I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. I want to send you something in the mail to help you on your journey. And listen, you say, well, what's my next step? Well, my next step is baptism. Why don't you just go ahead and sign up for baptism too? We love to baptize you. Watch what God will do in your life. Today is Grandparents Day, so what I like to do at this moment is I like to pray for all the grandparents. So if you're a grandparent, would you stand up right now that we can honor you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 Look at all these good-looking people right here. That's right. Let's pray for them. Father, today we thank you for all these grandparents that are here today. God, their role in life is not over because as long as they live, their calling is to be a godly influence over their grandchildren and children. So I'm asking you today to bless them and I'm asking you today, God, to be with them and comfort them, encourage them, oh God. And let them know, oh God, that you're with them. And that, God, they'll be able to have some of these conversations that we've talked about today. And, Lord, that they will pray for the grandchildren. And, God, that they will watch your hand work in their lives. And they will call out the good, oh God. And, Lord, watch you change those kids' lives. And right now, we pray this prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.